When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Here we go. Yes, welcome back. It is the middle. It's a Tuesday, nearly the middle of the week. That's Super Bowl champion NBC Sports analyst Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays in the middle. I'm Aton Shander, and you can follow us across the board. As you can see, our Twitter accounts below at Shander Show and Harry Mays to you at bbrooks 72 nbcs That's what I really should do. You know, we love and we'll continue to let you know all the great people like we broadcast live from the Fritz and B and Cooley studios here in Philadelphia. We'll be joined by Sports Map Radio. We're live on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio as well. And it's nice to have everybody below us right here. But as we head into Tuesday now, is it officially Giants week? Are we yes. at? Oh, yeah. Yes. I know when the network hits, we'll, we'll have to talk about what happened last night and all the great storylines that came from Monday Night Football. Oh. But <laughs> I imagine that we are hyper-focused. Like, Harry is able to move past celebrating the Philadelphia Union victory of the best team in the regular season. We will, mind you, talk about the Masters today. Okay, good. Been waiting for Harry's picks and Harry's analysis out there. We're going to get you today. All right. Well, that, that's good, good to know. But I'll tell you, that game last night, I, I, I'm, still, uh, you know, I'm still watching it, Aton. I was so enthralled uh, with that product <laughs> that the NFL gave us on a Monday night. And as far as you know, getting over the Philadelphia Union, do we give trophies for regular seasons in soccer? Yeah. Why? Absolutely. They do it for every sport. It's just sometimes it's a banner, sometimes it's a trophy. Look, they do it in hockey. You know. Yeah, you I know. Trophies. All right, so it's yeah, the, what do they call that? The president's trophy or yeah, something? Exactly. So they don't do it in basketball. No, but who, basketball is not, and it is now, of course. But basketball, like football, was more ingrained in this country, and it had its own thing that was focused here. A mm. lot of hockey and a lot of soccer has tons of international influence. So that's what right. Okay, so you're saying, yeah, all right, that makes sense because Americans aren't really interested in giving trophies or banners for regular season work. They're interested in going to playoffs and winning a championship and then getting a trophy, right? These these <laughs> these foreigners are all about giving trophies for everything. That's what you're well, saying. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I don't think you're paying attention enough to the T-ball society that we live in because I, I think – Participation. We, yes, we trophies. lead the league. <laughs> All right. And league being the United States, the world, we lead the league in participation trophy. No moral victories. That's right. All Not right? on this show. No, no. Now, speaking of which, we've got a couple of things happening in the NFL, but none bigger here in this city than the New York Giants 
at how winnable of a football game this now is. Giants have a lot of moment. Last thing you want to do out there is give Joe Judge a reason to hope. And he just got one. He got more than hope. This, that team's starting to believe. They think they're seriously contenders in this division. In fact, I think they think they're the front runners in this division. Wait they don't second. believe in Carson Wentz. Because they beat the Washington football team? Yes. Another front runner in this division, Harry. <laughs> they all are. Everybody is the better. I don't think anybody's a front runner. <laughs> Bro, at this point, they're they're looking at Carson Wentz and saying, is that the guy? Is he really the guy? So when you have a team that thinks that, I mean, they're dangerous. Because now they may walk in with an attitude, you know? Like, all right, then, we're coming down to your house, and we're going to beat you in your house. We're more physical than you are. And you know, that's what scares me the most, a physical team, man. Yeah. Physicality. Does anything else? I mean, Daniel Jones is actually, we've found a quarterback playing worse than Carson Wentz, and that's Daniel Jones. Right. Well, I don't know if he's playing worse. I mean, he's actually playing pretty damn good, if you if you ask me. Well, he's you a know, turnover machine. I know Carson is, but Jones is, you know, at least looking at it overall. Who has more? Who has more turnovers this year? Carson, uh, I believe. Yes. Oh, da da da. Yeah. You but are you what your turnovers say you are. Yeah. The thing that really worries me about okay, Carson well, is the fumbles. We're talking about the difference of one here, and still Jones comes in bunches, and you can look at where, like, the difference is where they come from. Also, Carson Wentz has turned the ball over in an inexcusable amount of times, but the one thing that would separate is that he's not turning the ball over in the fourth quarter. He Jones at least has had that track record. Now, not recently. True. But Jones is also playing as a second-year player. Carson's in what year? What year yeah. is he? Four or five, right? Oh, no, Four? I'm, not, I'm five. not saying that you, don't, you shouldn't right. be disappointed with Carson Wentz and that he shouldn't be dragged through the coals and he shouldn't be ripped from here to Conshohocken. No, I'm not ripping him. I'm just telling well, the no, truth. He should be ripped. I, I just think Jones is worse. I, I can't trust Jones. I, I might be able to. I might be able to trust Carson Wentz in the fourth quarter. You say you'll trust him. Might I said I said might twice, Parrot. Hey, well, go, just go back to the what would have been an MVP season. You've seen that. That's you know that's part of your reservoir for Carson Wentz's performance. You've seen the right. fourth quarters that Aton refers to from this season, where he's suddenly you know he looks like crap in the first two quarters, and then all of a sudden when the game's on the line in the fourth quarter, he leads you down the field for two scoring drives and doesn't turn the ball over. So I, I will give you that. Well, I'm, I'm just being the devil's advocate right now because you know yeah. I'm a Carson Wentz fan. Um, and they're coming off a of bye week, so you know they should have their stuff together, and you know they should go in with um, a little bit of intensity because they haven't played in a long time, and mm -hmm. simply because they have people coming back that can right. really participate in the game. I'm ready, man. You, my friend, caught in the middle. The middle starts now on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. I welcome back as it's a Tuesday right now. And... We have last night's football game that a lot of people out there, I'm sure, are still jacked up after that exhilarating, thrilling ending. We also have a busy day on our program, 1140 this morning, Eastern time. Our buddy Ryan Ballingy will join us to talk everything about the Masters. Harry is going to sprinkle some Masters thoughts throughout. We have turned the page into week 10 
right now in the NFL. And the biggest story is the undefeated Steelers and four players, including Ben Roethlisberger on the COVID-19 list. We don't know based on the severity or even if they have it might just be a contact issue. So we'll monitor that as well as that what opened up as an eight and a half point line now down to seven might even be off the board at this point based on the news with Roethlisberger. But my goodness, gentlemen, where else to start than last night providing you the contrarian outcome? Everybody thought it would be a snooze fest, 13 to three. And look at that, 60 points. You're up there near that. It was an offensive explosion by two teams that are wretched. <laughs> they couldn't get out of Joe's way. Defense it was the worst. So bad. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Okay. I told you I wasn't going to watch it. I will not watch the New York Jets. Even if they play the Eagles, I will not watch the game. And all I have to do anytime I need any Jets information, I go to Manish Meta yeah. from the New York Daily News. And I read his brilliant piece today recapping the game. And he can he sums it up. I summed up what happened last night in the first two paragraphs. Adam Gase was poised to deliver a figurative middle finger to the tank for Trevor brigade before the Jets crumbled down the stretch to remind everyone they are historically horrific. Gang Green blew a 10-point fourth quarter lead, blah, blah, blah. He goes on to say, you play, their undeniable credo is you play to lose the game. Good, <laughs> that's, that's the thing. All right, I'll tell you why I disagree with, with ripping them. Coming up in a minute, we'll be joined by the network in a sec as well. Three minutes from now on the middle, phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio. All right, three minutes. What happened to this thing here? Here we go. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client, that a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one, and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. The, the, the middle. The middle. I'll tell you the truth. My thing is I like Shirley Temple. So if it doesn't sound right, I'm a chicken and pizza and I'm going to get <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> hey, you know, let me get uh, Shirley Temple. So now I say, all right, I got I got to be manly about it. Uh, give me one of them dirty Shirley's. Now, that what's in a dirty Shirley? Oh, Vodka. a dirty Shirley has booze in it. So now I feel a little bit tougher because mm -hmm. I like to taste the cherry. I tell you, I had a ginger and vodka the other day, and it was by accident because there was a that's drink that's being made that has ginger ale, grape juice, and vodka. That's a transfusion. Yes, transfusion. Thank yeah. you, Harry. I knew you would know He's what it well is. He's well-versed in all these yeah. drinks. Anything with vodka in it, Harry will know the name of the drink. You play golf at a club, you're drinking transfusions at 8 in the morning. And that's yeah. exactly where I had it, at, at the yeah. club. It was really good. 
refreshing. You know, it's good for in the morning when you're out there swinging. You got you need you need a little lube to get you know loosened up when you're out swing there swinging. Swing lube. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is number one that we are in place of a position of trust, and that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client, that a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one, and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. This is The Middle on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, so last night we had the Jets and Patriots, and as Barrett said, neither team could get out of each other's way. And it was almost like Cam Newton was looking into a crystal ball into the future. It was like, you know, how much more do you want to hang on and continue to play at not a great level against, and look, that Jets team is awful. And there's Joe Flacco, who is basically holding on. Like the only reality Joe Flacco has in the NFL is to be a backup quarterback on a really, really bad team. You know, mm -hmm. nobody who the Eagles or, oh, that's a bad example. But I, I know, have him with the Eagles. <laughs> Give me a lot. I'll take them. Well, uh, I mean, you take them now because Carson's struggling, but at the same time, you know, the Eagles had an opportunity. A lot of teams had an opportunity to bring him in, and they went mm -hmm. with Josh McCown on the practice squad over Flacco. It, it was it was not a pretty game defensively, but at least you got to see some some scoring. And I think if, if the opposite, if it was 13 to three, then you just continue to pile on. But my God, I mean the Patriots were almost going to lose that. They needed a field goal to win that mm -hmm. game. I don't even know what that says about the Patriots at this point. Well, now, wait a second. We're congratulating these two teams because they managed to score more points than maybe we thought they would? No, I don't think about congratulating. Yeah. I think it's a more, more a matter of the game wasn't awful. Like, the game was... The game I liked was, it. Okay, yeah, I, I'm with you, Barrett. I, you I, liked the game. Yeah, I didn't mind it at all. I watched, okay. I watched the game. I, watched I didn't miss anything. I can tell well, you that. It depends. Again, it depends how no. much weight you have. If if you go into the game ninth on a DraftKings tournament and you're sitting on five hundred dollars, then mm. you're probably gonna watch and see if Prashad Paraman does anything to whittle down your payment. Now but, I'd wake up early the next day and check my phone. That's what I would do. All right. Well that, yeah, that I'm not too. watching the Jets. You that's can't make me watch the Jets no, but see that's the thing nobody's making well, you watch the Jets I, I think when you just look at the game last night if if you watched it then as Barrett said and I agree with him it was entertaining way more than I thought it would be I, I right. thought it would be awful okay so you set the bar very very low 
as I should. You have to. Right. Yeah, you have to. I didn't go into it expecting the, I don't know, Bears. I I would go into this expecting the Bills-Giants Super Bowl that was ended by a a Scott Norwood miss. Yeah. What was that, 20 to 19, I think (laughs) that final was? That level of excitement where it was like, oh, come down. Now, it came to a field goal, but. Well, were they tanking? Because that's what I wake up and see all over the place is that it was pretty obvious that the Jets were tanking in the fourth quarter. It's almost like they looked up at the scoreboard and saw they had the lead, and it was like Flacco was playing back to his Super Bowl year days for the first three quarters and then reverted you know, back to shot Joe Flacco for the fourth quarter. It, was that obvious? It, it wasn't obvious. No, no, it was kind of obvious, you know, because defensively they just fell apart. I mean, mm-hmm. they couldn't stop anything they were doing, um, that the Patriots were doing out there. I told you why I wanted to watch it. My one and only reason to watch because I wanted to see Belichick squirm, just, just, just look just bad out there, and he and he he fulfilled all my wants and dreams by looking just just totally destroyed out there. He was well, pissed. They didn't have they didn't have anything that sent it up. That's that's the problem. Like they didn't have anybody. Like apparently there was a play in this game late where on the on the drive where the the Patriots tied the game with an eventual score where Pierre Desir, I guess he's a the cornerback for uh, one of the cornerbacks for the Jets. Yes, he's getting ripped for his laughable effort trying to uh, tackle Birds on his thirty-one yard catch and run on the Patriots game tying drive. That was one of the plays that they pointed out. where saying, "Hey, this this guy doesn't care." Uh, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I I don't know. I don't know. Like, what wh- what is this? Is this like a plant? Is this like eight men out where somebody got to a couple of guys on defense? Are the coaches telling these guys, "Hey, don't worry, your jobs are safe if you miss tackles"? On <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't no, know. No, no, no. Of it, course it, not. So it's I, hard. I, sorry, Barry. It, it would be hard for the NFL to do that because you're Thank you're. You. you're you're interviewing for 31 of the teams. It's the it's the most what have you want from me leagues. Um, what have you want from me lately? You know, what 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 way in which you could go out there and really tank and have guys tank and you know they'll get cut immediately. Their contracts aren't guaranteed. So you're really auditioning every single week for a, a team because they'll let you go just as easy. They don't care about counting against the salary cap or anything else. They, if they don't want you there, they will get you out of there, and they don't have to pay you for it. So that's the difference. That kid there has no room to say, all right, I'm going to miss this. It, it was just a downright just awful, lackadaisical play that we witnessed right then. And it's, I think it's the culture which been bred out there. Well, that, that's yes. the thing, though. I, I don't think that they're great. Like, this Jets defense is not top three, and, you know, they, they've got these great moments. They're a good unit but they're not amazing at, at certain things or everything. And a guy missed a tackle. Again, did it benefit them in the long run? Yes. But to be fair to the Patriots, the Jets had, what, one play in the fourth quarter? Before, <laughs> before the, I think they had one play. Maybe a, after that, they had a, a series. But that one play was Joe Flacco. And, and then late, they got the ball again late, right? And then they, they couldn't get anything late. But mm-hmm. for the majority of the fourth quarter, They ran one play, and that was Joe Flacco dropping back and throwing the ball really deep that got picked off. So the Patriots just held on to the football. Now, 
Jets missing tackles. I get it. But at the same time, the Patriots realized the only way they could win this game was to hold on to the football because Joe Flacco was carving their defense up. That's pathetic. It was it was just welcome. That's to the, the only Patriots. thing the Patriots could do is run the rock. You know, White came back. White was playing OK, you know, and. I mean, for the fourth quarter, he was playing okay, and he gave an opportunity to keep the ball. Because I tell you what, Flacco was playing okay, and the offensive line was actually blocking for him. I mean, there's no, they couldn't pick up the blitz. Number one, apparently that you was know, a gay, and, and, gay you know, call. so they they had yeah. to run the ball. It was a gay call. The gay call was not the offensive coordinator called for that heave yes. that Flacco threw into double coverage. Yep. Now, as as real quick, and and this is where we can end this conversation. I'm fine with that. But yeah, please, the, please. The Jets were worse <laughs> off by winning that football game by a mile. And I don't know how anybody can be truly upset outside of maybe people competing on the field, which I understand that the Jets lost that game. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, how can you be mad that they lost that game if the idea is to ensure that you get Trevor Lawrence? Well, this is what I hope. I hope Trevor Lawrence goes back to Clemson because oh, he doesn't why, deserve why, the New why? York Jets. What is he going to go to Jacksonville after that? Uh, who cares? He's I, I, the Jets don't deserve him, and Jacksonville does. I'm not. I don't care about Jacksonville. I well, hate the Jets. Okay, They're an embarrassment. Jacksonville Jacksonville's be- awful too. Right, Jackson. But he'd rather be in Jacksonville. He's a Southern kid. Jacksonville is not really the South. It's kind of its own planet. <laughs> well, he's from Georgia, that's, so that's, it's, no, I know Jacksonville's but, Northern Georgia or Southern Georgia. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's not even. It can't be really claimed by Florida or Georgia. <laughs> right. It's kind of right. You don't thing. think of that. Yeah. You don't. You don't really think of you know Jacksonville, Orlando, that little area right there. You don't think. Could you think of Florida? You think of Miami, Fort Lauderdale, you know, Tampa right. Bay, places like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm gonna say this. I don't understand how the head coach of the Jets is still there. Old crazy eyes are just. They're just, they just they just got in there dangling. Yeah, I just told you why. Because in a key moment, that's how you tank. Right. So I'll I'll concede to Harry's point about that. That's how <laughs> you tank is you ask the guy who has been carving up a defense for three quarters <laughs> in the first play he gets the ball in the fourth quarter to do everything opposite. Just heave it up into double coverage. It doesn't matter. I guarantee you. I don't care how many white jerseys you see. Just throw that football. <laughs> you throw it here, right here. Oh. <laughs> throw that football. Now, one thing that popped from that game last night, which I thought was pretty funny, Frank Gore continues to get just. He's he's here. Like Frank Gore doesn't go away, right? Frank Gore will probably be playing as long as guys who are in their third and fourth year now. It's it's crazy. Who is the Holly monster, man? Well, he is. He doesn't stop. Now, that's the thing, too. It's not just longevity. He's not there just collecting a check like the guy's actually out there performing. So I put this out last night on Twitter. I I figured it'd be fun to throw with you guys just to see, especially to see where Harry's mind is on this one. But who is the Hollywood like? Who is the TV slash movie equivalent of Frank Gore hanging around forever, but not making bad stuff? even to the point where it can be good enough to make a bad movie decent. Frank Gore was playing on an atrocious team last night and still was able to contribute and actually help Joe Flacco out. So who would that be? Mm, that's a tough question. What What is the, yeah. the Hollywood equivalent? Yes, of Frank Gore. I'll give you Seth Joyner's answer, all right? 
Hall of Famer. At least oh, so he replied to you on Twitter with it with an answer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? Um, I'll get mine next. Kevin Costner. <laughs> That's perfect. You're right. That that blows mine away. Right. That Kevin Costner was in some great movies. Right. Well, that's what I he's mean, saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, this isn't a knock. Yeah. Like, he's got some longevity. With it good sounds movies. like a backhanded compliment no. type of situation. Yeah. It is. No, it is no. in all actuality. Yeah. What? What? That Kevin Costner? Or just yeah. my whole scenario? The whole scenario. No, no. Okay. Well, that's. I'm glad Seth got it. And this was on Twitter. And usually stuff gets lost in translation. I can't even explain it live on the radio. What I'm saying is it's it's more of a nod. It's not like Raphael Palmero, who just hung around in baseball and started amassing numbers simply because he was he had a pulse. But mm -hmm. it's also not the best. I mean, Frank Gore is going to go down as one of the best running backs ever. He's a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is a, an actor, somebody, an actress, somebody who has done it for a long time, but mm -hmm. at a really consistent level. So it does. You know what I'm saying? Like not maybe the best actor ever, but somebody who is maybe the fifth or sixth name that you would pop up and say, wow, that person has been around forever and is probably one of the more underrated actor actresses in, in our time. Oh, so they have to be underrated. Okay. Well, maybe not underrated. I, I don't know. These terms are, are so heavy. See, cause I don't think, I don't think Costner's underrated. I don't either. Yeah. Seth said Kevin Costner just keeps putting out good and consistent content. Now I would say that is the best way to can basically to look at this would be good and consistent content. So maybe Costner isn't. I'm going to go Samuel L. Jackson. It's not bad. He likes to yell, and he's on a lot of good movies. And he does Snakes some bad movies, too. Yeah, Snakes on yeah. a Plane. Yeah. Like, what's <laughs> right. Snakes on a Plane as far as that? What about Liam Neeson? He's another Ooh. one. He's another one. I like that. You know, we still got our old reliable from The Undoing, Sutherland. Donald oh, Sutherland. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. I watched the episode. Now, I, ask, I did too. Are you, both, are you both caught up? Yeah, yeah we're caught, caught up. All right, yeah. good. So we'll get on to that. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger, the Steelers on the COVID list. So a lot to get to here as we're just getting warmed up. 15 minutes from now, we'll be joined by Ryan Ballinger, Golf Newsnet, and get our first real look at the Masters. Again, you're listening to The Middle. You're watching The Middle, phillyvoice.com slash The Middle. And see, we already had somebody else here. Play action real, Kevin Costner. All right. So, all right. Maybe it is Costner. <laughs> it's the middle, phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio. The, the, the middle. The middle. Love sauce. Yes. This is the other product. Outside of the Santa's Yum Nuts, MS also sells the love sausage. Now, what would you rather buy? Now, seriously, let's all be Barrett Brooks. Let's be 663 plus. <laughs> former Eagle football player. And then you have the cashier say, uh, price check on Yum Nuts. Price check on Santa's Yum Nuts. <laughs> that or the love sausage. I got to be uh, honest. I see I see Barrett Brooks. I see Jeremiah Trot. I don't care. Brian Dawkins. Y'all out here ordering love sausages. I might think twice about rocking a jersey next time. I got to go love sausage. Okay. You'd rather have the cashier say love sausage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Barrett's thinking. I'm like, yo, I, I, we might just have to go hungry that day, bro. The Middle with Aton Sanders, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern.
All right, 26. 30. I love it when some bogus uh, Instagram account all of a sudden shows up starting to like all my, you know, all these pictures of mine, all these posts. And it's some fake, either like a fake bot or just some like fake woman. Hmm. You know, you you go onto the to the to the account, and it says the account is private. Yeah, yeah. You know, locked. Uh, right, right. Like I'm gonna follow you. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a scam. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, they they just there's such an influx of them. Yeah. They you know, show up in your in your private messages saying, "Hey, hi, beat it." <laughs> What's yeah, your those- name? What, like, I literally got hi. What's your name? Like, you know my name. You're on my account, you bozo. You think like you think I'm gonna fall for this? Yeah, that's like the uh, maybe you have admirers. Well, what is the end game? What are they after? I don't know. My social security number? Yeah, I have something or a credit card to get you to sign up on a site. And oh, yeah, we can talk there. Or you can see oh, my nude pictures if you give me your credit card number. No, some of those are, but others are where it's like, hey, I, I don't I don't really trust meeting anybody off here. Why don't you go to this site where you can mm-hmm. verify yourself and then we can meet? And right. Like, okay, I'll put my credit card in. Yeah. The best scam was was uh women were getting this on tinder where it would be somebody claiming to be like a soldier overseas who needs help oh yeah here just take a thousand dollars a care package you're listening to the middle on the sports map radio network presented by rocket mortgage live from the o'reilly auto park studios here's aton pander barrett brooks and harry mays all right well let's look at this now is still trying to wait for information to filter in but it looks like at the very least we have the four Steelers on the list for the COVID-19 contact list and one of those players happens to be Ben Roethlisberger and Mm -hmm. there was a follow-up report I think it was from Schefter saying that he doesn't have it he's been diligent and has been in contact with somebody who has so there's no real need to panic right now unless, of course, these guys are out. And then even still, you just look at, well, this game coming up. But that would be that would be the big shift in this game, which would almost be, I mean, think about it, right? It would pay, basically take COVID in order for the Steelers at this point to lose a game. They've been playing right. so well and getting by, even in when they've been playing like trash last week against the Cowboys, that they found ways to win. Now it would take Ben Roethlisberger out in order for the Bengals to even have a shot, I would think. Yeah, it says all four would be tested throughout the week before possibly being eligible to play Sunday against the Cincinnati Bengals. So, Yeah, do you think Mason Rudolph beats the Bengals? No. I don't either. He's I terrible. Yeah. Points. Yeah. He's terrible. Boy, Joe Flacco or Mason Rudolph, huh? Right. Mm. Mm. Well, I mean... 
It's going to be tough. Cincinnati is a bad team, but they're not that bad. You can just roll over them. They're not going to just roll over. They're going to they're going to play, get this rookie quarterback as much exposure mm-hmm. uh, to the NFL as they can get them. Oh, yeah. They're trying to win. Them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah they're they're trying really trying. Win. Yeah. Well, that that's the thing is. If you look at this game without just just look, look at this hypothetically without Ben Roethlisberger, right, because that's the easiest thing to kind of jump on right now. Then I think, Harry, you open up the conversation, which is, does Mason Rudolph beat fill in the blank? Like, how many teams does Mason Rudolph actually beat? But knowing, if you at least know right now on Tuesday that Ben is out, but the game is still on, Mm -hmm. I know it's not a full week, guys, but you at least have more than like, oh, no, Ben Roethlisberger went out with an ankle injury in the first quarter. Let's throw Mason Rudolph in there and hold our breath. Right. Like he came in the game on Sunday for a series or two exactly. until Ben came back. I tell you, watching Ben walk up that tunnel uh, with that knee issue or whatever it was, you were like, oh, boy. Like, this yeah, does this, this yeah. not look good. <laughs> this is serious. This yeah. is real serious. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, Mason Rudolph won, won five games, actually, last year. Five and he'll three. Take, he'll take one to the dome. He definitely took one to the dome. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that was in the, in the Cleveland game, right? Yeah. yeah. He's 13 touchdowns, nine interceptions last season. So it's not as bad as it, I might have thought. 62% well, completion. There was some percentage. talent. You know, there are talented guys around him right yeah. now. And so long as Connor is healthy and even Snell behind him, mm-hmm. they've got a good team. And the offensive line has is healthier now. And mm-hmm. That's a really good offense, right? Four guys went healthy. You can throw the football too in the receiver position. You've got depth at the running back position, and you've got offensive linemen who, when healthy, are some of the best in the as far as a unit in the NFL. That should be a pretty good recipe for if our comeback player of the year slash long shot MVP candidate is out. We should be okay against most teams in the NFL, but then still it comes back to Mason Rudolph and you're like, well, I don't know. I mean, no, don't- but well, you, the, the thing you present is really good though. It's not like you're losing in mid into the game. You could have a chance to prepare him for a week, you know, and build a game plan that suits his quote unquote skill set. You know what I mean? You, you picked a couple of plays and throws that he likes to make and you try to run the football, play defense, don't turn the ball over. You should be able to get by with a win. They should get by with a win. I mean, their defense defense is – I mean, Vince Williams is is on that list also, so he won't be playing. If if he does um, test positive again, he won't be playing. So, um, you know, right now they're trying to get through with, get through this game, uh, you know, with, with already with Robert uh, – what's the spilling? And, then, you know, he, he played okay against Dallas, but I don't think that he's a starter necessarily for this league and now you would have oh the linebacker um, yeah yeah he's actually played okay yeah but see would he play okay if Williams is not there also you know Vince Williams on the same list so then you have two two young guys playing at that linebacker position Mm -hmm. well you know Marcus Allen he's he's he spells a lot he plays a lot also so it's gonna be tough man they did trade for um Avery Williamson so maybe that gives him an opportunity to come in and play but I, th- I think they do have enough to beat uh, Cincinnati. I mean, they tied us, so, you know, they're not as bad as you think they are, but they're not as good either. Cincinnati is a team that shouldn't 
be, you know, shouldn't press the game enough that you worry about it. Right. But that's not a game that you would bet. I wouldn't. They bet can that. score though. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, are they able to get points up to counter that? That's it. Right. Because Harry's right. They can score. I like well, the quarterback a lot. That offense isn't bad, man. No, it's not. I know they've been banged up too, especially at the running back position, but not a not a bad matchup. Right? They didn't score against the Ravens. <laughs> no, but that again, that's that and look, you can make the argument, hey, you're dealing with the defense as aggressive. Yeah. And has a lot of talent on it in Pittsburgh. So it's not out of the ordinary by any means, right? They they were in the mid thirties against the Browns twice. They beat the Titans to score thirty one. Yep. Put twenty seven up on the Colts. 33 on the Jaguars, 23 on the Eagles. Remember that? Boy, that game yeah. seems like a year ago. It yeah, it does. Man. Definitely does. Interesting point raised here by Berserker Swordsman. As we await the NFL voting on this new playoff format today to see if, in fact, a team has to miss a game or two based off of COVID not having a bye, how this thing would play out with the playoff format. So the Steelers right now are not going to want to lose as berserker swordsman says on the stream phillyvoice.com slash the middle to the chiefs as that number one seed because right now the steelers have that number one seed Mm -hmm. and any single game that you lose right now is putting yourself at risk kansas city's on fire Mm. well i mean to me there's not enough fans really to make a huge difference you know, it's just like playing away. It's just like playing at home. You consider the fact you don't have a lot of fans in the stands. But, you know, just picking up and leaving like that, that that's, a, that's a disadvantage. But I don't think that's enough of an advantage to, uh, you know, really say anything about, you know, the playoff situation and where they're going to play at. Right. I, I know they're trying to, you know, oh, put more player teams in the playoffs. How many are in now? Quick break. We're back. All right. Seven. Seven ac- across the board. Seven in each conference. Right. So that's up you from six. It's normally six, right? Yeah. Right. And yeah. now they'd add one more. Okay. So, but now they're trying to add even another one, right? They're, aren't they tr- thinking about going to 16? Yes, that's that's the thing. But there's also this whole thing about. That's half the league. Like I know. And, and basically abolishing that. You know what so, I'm saying? So right now in the AFC. As it stands, if seven teams go, the Dolphins are in the playoffs. Correct. So are the Raiders. Right. Now, we also have – it's not just adding another team. It's also the, the whole – Division winners. Right. The divisional winners. Do you see so that? The Eagles, the Eagles would be right now in the playoff system. They even would be, but they wouldn't be tech- – I don't think they would be at home. I don't think they have a no. home game. Right. No, they don't. Right. That's that's on the new format. Right. Do you have that in front of you? Um, I'm looking at the playoff teams, but it doesn't really say who would be at home. I mean, the Eagles are listed as fourth, so that would be the last division winner. But it doesn't say whether they'd be at home or on the road. I think they'd be on the road under this new scenario. They would be, right. Yeah. They would be. Yeah, that's the difference. Boy, these Sixers jerseys, people flip it out, man. You like them? I don't. I, I don't like them, but I don't wear a jersey. No, I know. I don't freak <laughs> out about it. No. 
I, you know, again, it's, it's, you know, they're adding black to their color scheme. They did this before. I, I understand that. It's not their color scheme. They're red, white, and blue. Right. It's, the, right. They're, they're <laughs> it's this obsession back. with these alternate jerseys. The, I, the Iverson black. Yeah. That's what they're trying to bring back. But they, you know, every team now has a city jersey. So that's mm-hmm. like their third jersey, their alternate jersey. And they chose Boathouse Row over the skyline. Yeah, that's not to me. That's kind of weird. I, I would yeah, pick me the too. Yeah, I I'll guess they the wanted skyline. to differentiate themselves from the other teams that have skylines because some skylines look similar, and nobody has a boathouse row, right? You know, <laughs> but look, nobody has the school kill, baby. And, and yeah. they're playing all these broadcast networks because that's what you see all the time. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, the stock shot of the boathouse row and a cheesesteak. Why not just put a big cheesesteak on the front of the jersey? Right. Right, right. You know? You ready to go in right now. Look at you hot, right? You saw that jersey. I saw it too. I was like, mm, I'm not good with it. How okay, about uh, a shot of Pat Young with Pats in the background? Yeah. Geno's. Pats versus Geno's. I haven't heard from Ryan, so I need his email. I DM him again. Put boys the men on it. On a jersey. This is the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Well, we brought this up earlier on the program about the Hollywood equivalent of Frank Gore. We do have the Masters opening up on Thursday. So if we can't track Ryan down, we'll just do it ourselves. Bleep it. We'll do it live. Mm. We'll do it live. It's It's got to be the most famous <laughs> drop, right? I mean, people, anybody that's in television or radio knows it. And then because it's said all the time, mm-hmm. people listening or watching know it. But Ron has a good one, one that I actually like. And I, I think it fits under this category. Who is yours, Ron Culver? I, I chose Harrison Ford. Now, what do you uh, yeah. think, panel out there? Uh, pretty, you know, a lot of longevity. Um, has mean, he been? Has he been in a lot of bad movies? Well, see, the, 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 here's the reasoning: was that he was hot. He started. I mean, Harrison Ford was untouchable when he first started his career. Mm-hmm. He had that lull where he just kind of disappeared for a while, and I feel like that's Frank Gore. Is that? For a while, he was, I mean, he was consistent, but we never talked about him. Well, this was in Buffalo. That's why. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't talk to Buffalo. But they talked about Buffalo back then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of <laughs> like it. Yeah. And then he came back and, you know, had this, had this like late resurgence in his career. Would you guys say John Travolta? I hate John Travolta. Yeah, me too. I, I would have to separate my own personal bias. You're probably in love with that John that new John no. Samuel Jackson. I, I saw it last night, and outside of the fact that they my own issues with these predatory lending stuff, no, but that John Travolta is worthless. He's useless. <laughs> Who is looking at John Travolta and doing anything as a result? Like, especially from a, a product standpoint. Yeah. I get Samuel L, right? Yeah. John Travolta. That'd be really? like hiring Nicolas Cage. Yes. They, they are one of the same. Remember mm-hmm. that movie Face, Face Off? Off. <laughs> they, they are just bland. <laughs> the, the, was that the worst? 
Come on now. That, that that had been worse. Like she would not notice the difference between making love to her her husband and dude. Right. Come on, man. Thanks. You couldn't change everything, bro. Come on now. <laughs> Fair enough. You definitely couldn't. <laughs> I like she Kevin wasn't Ke- complaining. Maybe she was like, hello. Yeah. Yeah, right. She was. This she is was. better than she I was. remembered. Absolutely. Right. She, was, she was like, oh. <laughs> Something changed, oh. rightfully so. All right, let's. You were fifty. Yeah, I mean, I I can't blame him for that. You know, don't say anything. Don't don't bring it to anybody's attention. You'll be good. Hey, what's that? Uh, that one character. Um, he's a U.S. marshal, fugitive. The guy, the guy, fugitive. Well, that's Harrison Ford. No, the other guy. Tommy the Lee guy chasing. Oh, Tommy Lee Tommy Jones. Lee, yeah, 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 he's Tommy good. Lee Jones. Yeah, I will give Tommy Lee Jones in. Yeah. Well, Tommy Lee Jones is another one. Here's the thing about Tommy Lee Jones. Unlike Harrison Ford, I feel like Tommy Lee Jones got into stuff kind of later, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. Is Tommy Lee Jones, a guy that started acting like in big stuff. I mean, you know, Harrison Ford, you go back to Star Wars, you go back to stuff around that. He's a baby. Yeah, he's a kid. Yeah, a lot yeah. of that. So that's why I was curious. Tommy Lee Jones played football at Yale, I think. Wow. Really? Yeah. That's pretty mm. Tommy Lee Jones knowledge. I had yeah. no, I had no idea about that one. Good for you, Harry. No, I think that. I think he played football. I know he went to an Ivy League. Let me let me. No, Harvard. I'm sorry, different Harvard. Big difference. <laughs> but it's Ivy League. <laughs> Huge difference. But yeah. still, pretty good. Wow. Like so last night, moving into this week. We have a lot happening with week 10 in the NFL, and we're still trying to figure out exactly the specifics here of what's going on with the Steelers. But even Thursday night, like, we, you know, we all, and this is what I love is that it's it just, you turn right around and we have Thursday night to look at this whole thing about the schedule and about, or I should say the divisional opponents and what they're voting on today. We talked a little bit about this in the break that has to do with, the shift, if in fact they're now correct me if I'm wrong, this only happens if teams can't play a full season, right? Are they voting on this no matter? I, my understanding is if nothing changes, then they're still going to play it as expected, where you have seven teams in each conference and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how bad you are as a division winner. In the case of the NFC East, you're still going to host a home game. But if this new thing comes in, and I think it's because a team would have to miss a game or two, or a team or two would have to miss a game, that you add the eighth team in, and at that point, a divisional winner who has a bad record or worse record than who they're hosting would flip-flop and be on the road. Hmm. Okay, so if there's seven right now, teams that qualify, is there only one team that gets a bye? Yes. No, no, no. So you'd have six teams playing for three winners, and then you add in the buy team to get to get four four teams. Are you talking about the new? No. The, the, well, it's the current because the, they they changed it to seven. You said from six. That's right. just that's for buy. normal. That's the regular one. That's going forward. They're going to be seven for for good. Correct. Yeah. For oh good. wow. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Do, we really, do we really need an extra playoff team? Hey. The time that you had to stick up and fight for that is long gone, Harry. They've already voted and passed. Well, I know. I'm not saying I could have changed the vote, but I'm saying usually that that early wild card game sucks anyway. Well, you know, it's 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 a um, 
you know, it's a culmination of things that are going forward. It's the 18 game season as opposed to 16 game. They're going to have two playoff games, I mean, two uh, preseason games in 18 games. They've already passed that also. But it's 17 games. Was it 18 or 17? I think they went to 17. Oh, right. You're right. You're right. 17 yeah. games. 17 games. Which so is that's odd. Well, and I think that's why that's how the Eagles tried to spend going and drafting a quarterback in the second round, because you never know. You might have to rest Carson for two games. You need somebody that's very capable going in and running mm. the offense. Right. So that's how they spun it when they first drafted him. Boy. I prefer the no spin zone. <laughs> Jesus. We're rooting for the wrong teams. Oh, man. That's all we get in Philadelphia. Is- oh, Tommy Lee Jones, the reason you say he got in late yes. is because he was a Broadway guy for a long time to start his career ah. and didn't really make the transition to, to movies until almost about until he got noticed. I remember the coal miner's daughter. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, the coal miner's daughter was the first real – the first real big one and that was 1980 okay yeah that makes more sense now 1980 though still i mean he's an old guy oh yeah but think of the difference we kind of we saw harrison ford really grow up mm-hmm. indiana looked, jones yes exactly another one barrett he was a baby face back then in the first indiana jones wasn't yeah. that early 80s i believe so yeah i would think was, like the earliest of 80s that was one of my favorites for a long time yeah man. A long time. Ford is a really strong one here. Yeah. Didn't come from any of us either. No. Tommy Lee Jones was first team all Ivy League. He's also, according to Ron Culver, Al Gore's roommate. Yes, I saw that. He was, yeah. I remember that from a while back, yeah. Did they co-create the internet, or is that just Gore? (laughs) I don't think Tommy Lee's taking any credit for the internet. that's just Gore. Yeah. When I uh, created the internet. So <laughs> the guy in the Simpsons, whoever, I, I don't know who it is, but whoever does that voice, it's, it's one of the best. All right. So just looking at this whole thing, it, it doesn't look like outside of a COVID delay, we would see this come into fruition. So it's probably not worth going crazy about, right? No, no you can't change it anyways. So, I mean, at, at this point, this COVID it, you know, it's is going in a direction that they've they've kind of handled it the right way. You know, there hasn't been a, there's only been what one postponed game to two to Tuesday, a Thursday night game to a Tuesday night game. Well, that, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's not even a full postponement, if you will. I mean, technically, right. the only team that missed a week was the Titans, I believe. Everything right. kind of got shifted. So, I mean, uh, it, you know, who, where do you go from here? You know, it really depends on the health of these teams. And I, I think they're doing a pretty good job of keeping all what 60, 68 guys, you know, including the uh, special, I mean, the uh, practice squad guys, keeping them from going out and doing something stupid. You know, yeah. I, I think they handle that kind of pretty well. I think you know, they've I, done a good job too. Yeah. 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 No, I, they couldn't have did that in my age, you know, I, when I played. No, but here's the thing is, is I just, I, I don't know if, if you look at this, I just don't know where. If you stu- if you truly look at not just handling COVID, but the one thing that I think would be upsetting to people is where is the correlation to teams couldn't play a full season? We had to add an extra playoff team to then 
if you win a division and your record is atrocious, you no longer get to host a playoff game like that. I don't understand. Why is that? Because you've added an extra team on the bottom. I, I think I'm missing something and it's probably something obvious, but I'm just concerned or just curious, I should say. No, I, I think it's a valid question. I'm okay with a team that underperformed. Like, I don't think the Eagles deserve uh, a home playoff game if they finish seven, eight, and one. Right. You know, to have a team that maybe won 10, 11 games come to them. That's not, that's not right. But I don't understand why not this would be the reason to change it. I think that's where you are, Aton, right? Right. Why is that an issue? Why is that a correlation? What am I missing? Why would that mean now that if you are uh, off yeah. the division? I, I don't know. That would be the one thing that I'm struggling to kind of grasp. Mm -hmm. But again, if it's only like, why, matter, why would you do that? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, does that make sense? It yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it, 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 if, it's, if it's been set in stone all these years and now you're going to change it just because of the COVID is the reason why you're doing it. Then, you know, I, I don't feel as that's right, but still, I mean, I understand because, I mean, this division is atrocious. They're going to have a bad football team. And how, how do you have a team that's won 10 games, double-digit games, come to Philadelphia when they may not even break seven or eight games? But it kind of falls I mean, in line with everything else that's going on, I mean, like corporate America, you know, education system. I mean, people are, you know, making these drastic changes because of COVID, but they really wanted right. to do the change anyway. COVID gives right. them the excuse. Yeah. And I think right. the seventh playoff team might have been skirted under that, but the reality is it's it was going to happen regardless. This eighth thing seems, to your point, very knee jerk. Mm -hmm. And almost like the NFL realizes maybe we can get something like maybe we can sneak that extra team in there and just bury it under COVID news, which is a shame because I, I think <laughs> now you're, I don't know, just there's a lot of specifics to it. That, right. That's what I'm, I'm looking at. Now, it. last year in the AFC, the eighth team would have been the Denver Broncos at seven and nine. Right. But if you look at the seventh team, we were talking about what an eight and eight team, like an I, eight I, and eight Steelers team. Right. So I did the math when this thing first happened with the seventh team, and you really don't find, I think it's like one or maybe two teams over the, a long period of time that would have finished below eight and eight. Right. And those teams would be either eight and eight or nine and seven at the very least with that seventh team. So but just because you're eight and eight doesn't mean you're good, you're good enough and deserve a playoff spot. No, but I, and I agree with you on the surface, but I think that there was this fear that six and 10 teams would be in the playoffs right. all over the place. That's not going to happen. Right. You don't even have many teams at all with losing records. And again, mm -hmm. eight and eight, I get it. It's not a winning record. Right. But like the Steelers, for example, you know, you can have good teams that finish eight and eight because of injury. You could also have awful teams that backdoor their way into an eight and eight record. So I get it. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. Three big names that I have that I'm going to see if Harry agrees on with the Masters. And we'll try to get Barrett to give us, based off of any conversation, we'll see if we can convince him to take a favorite. Maybe even outside of Bryson. It's the and we have a new level of desperation in Dallas. Oh, no. I missed Yes. It. Should we have led? <laughs> Did we bury the lead? No, no, no. Oh, okay. So we'll hit all that coming up. It's the middle, phillyvoice.com slash the middle. And, of course, you're listening and watching on Sports Map Radio. 
The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. Yeah, I don't know what happened. So he, we'll just uh, he dusted us. Yeah, but he's he's never done that to me before. It's so weird. Maybe he doesn't like me. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> at least he's talked to you. He's never talked to me, so it's probably me. Yeah, this, so I'm at this story is great. I missed it, so don't don't say anything. Yet. Right, right, right. Um. In fact, I think we should. We should. You think golfing is more popular in the United States or overseas? Well, where and overseas? Harry, uh, yeah, like well, Asia, Asia, it's very popular. Yeah. Um, like Japan, well, and... they just don't have the courses in Japan, but they'll play on top of mm-hmm. building tops. Like they, hit, yeah. they have driving ranges on top of office buildings and stuff. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Well, because I'm looking at, I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking at, um, the top golfers. I just see a lot of America. See, I'm I'm not well versed at it. So when you guys talk golf, I you know I, I sit back and I listen and learn. You know. Well, I got some information I put out on I retweeted last night on Twitter that's going to make even your head explode <laughs> about this Masters situation. Hopefully, it favors Cantlay because I got a nice little play on him. No, it's DeChambeau. Oh, that's fine. I got him too. Do you? Well, I play. I played him, Cantlay, and Xander. Yeah, Xander's my guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my God, if this guy, I mean, he's like, he's the Buffalo Bills of golf right now. <laughs> Except he's not, he's not like the, you know, he's not blowing it, I should say. He's just no. there. Daldridge. All right, we got, uh, I think, 20. What did I write here? 5728. Oh, man. Fiction being coolie. You are listening to The Middle on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, so if you were listening just now in the stream, you heard Harry give out, without any specifics, some major news that he has regarding the Masters. We also have, and we're going to do this in the stream at the top of the hour, phillyvoice.com slash the middle in two minutes and get into this Dallas story. I have no idea what they're talking about. I still haven't seen it pop up on Twitter, at least on my immediate timeline. So I'm excited for this. But you have to tell it. We're all waiting now with bated breath here. What is it with the Masters that we need to know about? Well, I saw this tweet last night and I uh, quote tweeted it and sent it out um, 
last evening when I was watching the undoing. Uh, it's a guy named Steve Elling tweeted this. Now he is a not Elkington. No, no, not Steve Elkington. Okay, this guy was was a, a journalist. You know, he worked at the L.A. Times, the Raleigh News and Observer. You know, he, and he follows golf. He spoke with Sandy Lyle, who was a former Masters champion. Sandy Lyle played a practice round with Shambo yesterday and reported the following details regarding the clubs that Bryson used for his approach shots. Now, for, for Barrett, that means like his second shot on a par four right. after he hits his tee shot, what, what clubs he's using. This like is going to make eight, like, nine, and seven, and eight. Right, right. Okay. Now he goes on the par four, four first hole, which is a tough hole, 445, 445 yards. He used a sand wedge. Oh, my God. Okay. How far that was he? It doesn't say. On the second hole, which is a long par five, downhill par five, 575 yards, he used an eight iron. <laughs> so he's hitting driver eight yeah. iron into a 575 yard hole. Which, the, which, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Eight seconds. So okay. Well, we'll, we'll come back to this, but it's it, it made my my jaw drop. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Now, what's what's most likely happening is on that 574. He's putting it like 370. Mm-hmm. Probably more than that, right? Uh, yeah, at least I'd say. He's getting it close to 400 on some that, of these. That's what I'm saying. It's, so it's if he's, ridiculous. And then he's using an eight iron 175 out. Right. And sticking it. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. And now he's got an eagle putt. Exactly. Exactly. Because that eight iron is not right. It, it, right. Who was this? That's Bryson right. DeChambeau. So if he lands wow. that second shot, that's why par fives, it's going to be really hard because he's basically guaranteed a birdie on every par five. Mm-hmm. All he needs to do is hit the green. That's unbelievable. On his second shot, and he can even lag it to birdie. And there's four par fives each day, so if he if he's guaranteed birdie, and I agree with you, there you're looking at sixteen under par just from the par fives. Right. And now, I mean, where where is the weakness? Is it like a tee shot off a par three? I mean, where, I mean, that's just an approach shot anyway. Well, yeah, but I mean, you got to be pretty precise. His short game is not the best. He's a good putter, and he's incredible with his tee shots. So he can't miss those second shots because if he's like 80 yards errant or 60 yards errant. Well, then, then he's hitting, you know, he's hitting like a 60-degree wedge. Right. But it's just adding a stroke. See, why am I playing with you guys today, man? Yeah, you're, you guys, yeah the people you need to know in. that we're, we're playing yeah. golf today. Oh yeah, we'll do that. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll do that. Start of the hour. Now McMullen has to do the phone again. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Now what happened in Dallas? Sorry, let's do this. We've got five minutes here. All right. Or four minutes technically. Okay. I read this Bro Bible. You ever been on that that site? Yes. I okay. Have. They I, had I, this the prep sheet. That's the only way I know about it. Yes, this was uh-huh. from the prep sheet. Okay. So we got to credit Craig Larson for this. Now Barrett, are you not on that prep sheet? Yeah, I'm on the prep sheet. Oh, okay, good, good. Just make sure, man. It says here, in an effort to shake the team out of its doldrums during the upcoming bye week, Mike McCarthy says he's going to try to do something called, quote-unquote, across-the-hall coaching. Okay. What is a- across-the-hall coaching, you might ask? 
According to John Machoda of The Athletic, across-the-hall coaching is where the defensive coaches work with the offensive players and the offensive coaches work with the defensive players. So Juan Castillo is now doing everything. <laughs> exactly. Everything is Juan. Every coach is now Juan Castillo. So Mike Nolan is now coaching the quarterback, let's say. Unbelievable. <laughs> it can't get any better. What is going work. on? That's 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 perfect. I hope they do that when they play the Eagles next. It'd be a total cluster. You know, what's what's crazy about that though is you're right, Harry. Like that is the last straw. Like at that point, there's nothing left to do. And Jerry Jones has already stepped in your office and said in, in Harry's best impersonation, you know, you better turn this thing around or you're cooked, <laughs> whatever he would say that way. But th- like, I get that there are no moral victories, but Dallas looked the best it has all year on Sunday. If anything, you would take the majority of what you did right and build off that, not drastically shift everything. Right, with Garrett Gilbert. Yeah. yeah, Gilbert. As we all said, Gilbert plays against the Eagles. Eagles lose they that probably football. win. Yeah, exactly. But I, you know, I, I I can't let you just go about and, and talk about my boy Juan like that, man. Let me Uh-oh. let me let me Uh-oh. let me See, let me clear the let me clear the air about Juan. Uh, you touched the nerve, a time. Yeah, that's my guy. Juan Castillo's my. He was my offensive line. He was a um, he was a rookie offensive line coach when I was a rookie offensive line coach. Now you got to understand how he got to where he was. As an offensive line coach, yeah, he co- he was a linebacker in high school, right? He's a no, he's a linebacker in college. Okay, he played in college, but he wanted to coach, so he got into coaching. He was slow as a linebacker, that's why he did it. But he needed a way in which he can get into the NFL, so he got into one of those internships. And the only thing he can get into was with the offensive line. He just got pretty damn good at it, mm-hmm. and from that point on, he he stayed an offensive line coach. But he still had those defensive concepts you know running through his head he would tell us stuff like all right then well you see this look at this linebacker over here i know he's coming because of this right that's the defensive side of him coming out right so when they did move him i understood why they move him and i think that's why coach moved him but to everybody else it's like what the hell are we doing right i understood well, it but there was, there was also the whole thing about you had a guy that was there that well, was scapegoated out yes in sean mcdermott yes he should have been the guy right no two that, ways about it. Yeah, but for some, I, I don't know what happened there. Like, what what was the breakdown? There was something behind the scenes where there was some sort of breakdown. And and this is what the Eagles did under Reed a lot. And I love Andy Reed, and and I'm grateful for him being the coach here of my favorite football team. But it seemed like there was always somebody who was next person up to be thrown as far as blood in the water. And I don't know what happened with McDermott and Reed, but it seemed like there was some sort of breakaway or something along those lines and then remember he basically got scapegoated those reports about nobody respected him nobody was listening to him all of a sudden and it was like okay you knew he yeah. wasn't going to be there for a and while and then the next thing you knew he was in carolina right correct right. yeah right. Right. right i think it was more so um juan had seniority there and juan was next in line and he wasn't going to be an officer coordinator they weren't going to allow him to be an officer coordinator he was already the you know the run coordinator um for the offense and, uh, you know, there was no other way he could go. So go. He, he had to go another way. This is a Gal Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now, starts now. on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. 
Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. I just reinforced uh, another bet there on Bryson. After hearing that, my goodness. So we'll look a little bit about the start of the Masters today in some more depth this hour. We've got fake news with Ron Culver. Right. No over. We're, we're going to bail on overtime just today. Normally we do it each and every day. And there's a very specific reason why. And I think that it's hypocritical, but it's necessary, if I can say that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, Harry, you know where I'm going here. But mm-hmm. it's necessary. Now, we've. We lambasted, we blasted, we buried Barrett Brooks on the very first show mm-hmm. for bailing on us to go play golf with Ron Jaworski. After an hour, though. Well, yes, after an hour. Yeah, he didn't just bail on o- overtime. <laughs> right. He bailed on an hour of the an show. Hour. But at the same time, you know, overtime is part of the show. We just yeah. do it after we're off Sports Map Radio at 1 o'clock Eastern every day, phillyvoice.com slash the middle. But in this case, all three of us are going to play together today. So it's a show thing. Right. Now, if I'm Barrett, I'm like, whoa, 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 fellas. You guys killed me for leaving early. Now we're leaving and we're missing overtime. Well, he's got the furthest well, trip to travel, travel, too. Well, that's well I'm like this, though. But I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm saying this. You know, you you two start, you know, making me feel bad. Oh, you you know, we, we got to go hit some balls together. That's you know, just this team building, you know, and, and yes, yes, I'm not a golfer. I'm coming to get drunk, but you guys are trying to be serious with me. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm getting drunk. That's what I'm doing. Well, I'm just letting right. you know. That's why 100. I suggested a modified scramble. So we could just sort of, you know, right. you know, if Barrett, you know, hits a wayward tee shot, he, he doesn't have to go play that ball. He can just, you know what I mean? It'll just keep everything a little bit more fun. Yeah, I think so. Now, right? now what should we be prepared for, Barrett? Are you going to be able to get the ball off the tee? Are you going to hit? Are you like one of these guys that says, I suck, I suck, but you're going to hit it 350? Uh, no, you know, like not. I'm one of those, I'm one of those guys that suck for real. So I'm just letting you know. Right. I, 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 you know, I all this, you know, all, my upper body is like so stiff that mm-hmm. I, I can't swing. I can't swing with the ball. I, I, it's just tough for me. All right, mm-hmm. well, do some yoga. That'll, that'll <laughs> uh, we're back in three. Yoga. All right, here we go. Three minutes. Boy, I, I swear, man, that Dallas thing is too much. That's great. So I can just see uh, Barrett's in downward dog on the second uh, tee box, you know, yeah. because the first hold didn't go, so he's trying to loosen up. <laughs> tell you, man, I, I slept on my neck wrong, and today I'm trying to yoga that thing out of it. Yeah? Yeah, but it doesn't work. It's like it's like echinacea, you know? You can't just take echinacea the first second that you get sick you have to take it and build up right right it builds up your immune system same thing with yoga like you you know you can't wait until you pull a muscle and then get in there and start doing yoga like ideally it should be to keep your body in a constant state of limber Mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's all short-term solutions all right so one of the most iconic holes at augusta nationals the 13th which is a par five and it's like a there's trees and out of bounds left. Um, there's trees and pine straw right. Bryson hit a three wood off the tee. It's 510 yards, kind of a dog leg left, and hit seven iron in on his second shot. And hit the green. <laughs> yes. He's trying what he's trying to do, I, I read, is he's trying to hit the tee shot into the 14th fairway and play it in from there. <laughs> this is gonna be a freak that's, show. That's amazing. 
<laughs> and you know that they're going to be, I mean, who's, who's covering it? Is it, um, ESPN and CBS. Okay. On CBS, you've got Nance, mm -hmm. but who is the main, who are the main analysts? Nick is Faldo is the Faldo, lead right? analyst. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, Faldo is going to go nuts. Oh yeah. That. Oh yeah. Absolutely. He's going to go crazy. He's got a hard on for Bryson anyway. I think a lot of them do, though, right? Yeah, I think so, I think so he's, too. He's like this weird, aloof, young chemist, scientist. Yeah, I, we, he seems like such a weird guy. Such a weird guy. Yeah, he's different. He's from California, that's why. Uh-huh. Yeah. Clovis. He's like yeah. some Mensa-level scientist. Did you see what the Dockside Donkey Show tweeted just no. a little while ago? Are we on come, am I tagged? Are we tagged? Come fly with me, Harry, and Aton every Monday through Friday from 10 to 2, only on the Fanatic. And it's got a picture of John Travolta <laughs> in a pilot's hat. <laughs> Who did that? Uh, who is it? Donkey? He tagged you. You should be tagged on it. I don't know why. Yeah, you're you're on there at Shander Show. Out, and I'll look for it. At donkey underscore show. Oh, donkey show. Yeah. Oh my God! That's you know, you know, Travolta has a house in Florida that he he flies his plane to, and it, he parks the plane right out front of the house. Oh no, it's in the backyard. It's a backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh it's it's it's, it's it's literally he had literally has an airport in his mm -hmm. backyard. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I hate him. <laughs> this is the middle on the sports map radio network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. You know, we do have football tonight, just so everybody is still on board. We've got college action. Maction. Yeah. That's right. So I don't know if uh, either of you have your eye on a specific game tonight, but... Now would be the time or forever hold your peace because we've got fake news in 12 minutes. John McMullen is going to join us, our NFL insider, courtesy of Jacob Media, 1240 Eastern time. And then, as mentioned, we're out of here as we have the first annual The Middle Show Scramble. Is that right? Mm-hmm. That is it. The three of us. Now, again, like we're all in carts here, so we're not walking anything like that. So you don't, we're not going to add a lot of time if missed or errant shots, which we're all capable of hitting. But I just want to make sure that, like, I have a feeling Barrett is underselling how good of a golfer he. Me is. too. Yeah. Yeah. I think this bro. is like Lou Holtz. No, you know, bro. poor mouthing himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wait, just wait. And you were gonna come back on the show tomorrow. I'll be like, he's every bit of what he said he was. You are what <laughs> you your are. golf said you are. <laughs> well, now, now I feel bad because this is like the last course you want to take anybody to. From That's probably, oh, see, it's narrow too. Oh yeah. No, but it's open. That's the one thing about it. It's open. It's mm -hmm. just on a slant. Right. So you can hit the ball 150 yards to the left. It's just going to roll down a huge hill. Yeah, there's no That's flat lies at this joint. No, but yeah. it's open at least. At least, yeah. you know, it is open. And Harry, your spot's wide open too, to right. an extent. So I, I do like that more so than something tight. All right, sure, I'm going to take Toledo baby. tonight. Ooh. Toledo Rockets plus one and a half at Western Michigan. 
Are you looking at any action tonight, Barrett? Any Mac football tonight? I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be out there with you guys. We might Let's go to a bar and watch it, man. <laughs> I got to do a show tonight at 7 o'clock. Yeah. Unless you guys want to come on and do the show with me. So. Barrett's just planning on getting hammered. That's fine. Look. Dirty <laughs> Shirley, Shirley, baby. There are three different stops all on the front that we can take. So you're good, man. We'll get you as many transfusions as you want. How about that? There we go. There we go. You'll there rock a transfusion out, right? I'm good with the transfusion. Although, you know, I like my uh, my, my dirty Shirley's. I might bring oh. bring some grenadine anyways. Yeah, you might have to. I don't yeah. know if you have grenadine. That's B-Y-O-G. Bring your own grenadine. <laughs> yeah. Not bring your own guts like Dabo Swinney said a couple years ago against Notre Dame. Wait, first off, Toledo plays tomorrow night, Harry. Okay. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, all right. Now, I thought they were all tonight. No. Okay. So- so you want me to pick a game tonight, too. All right. We've got Akron at Ohio. Neither one of these teams are good, but Ohio is so – like Akron, I should say, is so, so bad that they're, Akron is getting nearly 28 points, 27 and a half points. Bowling yeah. Green is getting 20 and a half points at home mm-hmm. versus Kent State. And then you have the only tight game that should be, and watch it be a blowout, is Buffalo laying eight at home against Miami of Ohio. Mm. This is not a great slate of football tonight, but no. it is football, and I imagine people will be watching at some point, right? Well, you know, I uh, I like Buffalo. In fact, I did, uh, two years ago, I did the Buffalo Temple game. Yeah. and uh, That's when they had their pretty good quarterback at Buffalo. But, you know, it, I, I, I would have to pick Buffalo as a team that's up and coming again. You willing to lay eight points? That'll be tough. Yeah. That'll it's already tough. down to seven and a half at DraftKings. Wow. Yeah, I might jump on the uh, the Red Hawks from Miami of Ohio and you grab like the points. Yeah. Do you have any insight, any expertise, none. or any systems that you <laughs> ran that would back this up? Absolutely none. Okay. <laughs> you know, real quick, I, I just wanted to bring this up before we get to the Masters and, and just look at this from a broader picture here. This story, because we brought this up, I think it was either – late last week or mid last week. But I know we went out of our way to bring this up on the show. So the network sports map radio, you heard this as well. And that's how crazy of a scenario it was for a guy to get fired and then be a finalist for manager of the year. That's what happened in Chicago. The White Sox moved on from a guy. They fired him because they wanted to bring in their own dude. And that guy ended up being a top three finalist for AL skip of the year. Mm -hmm. Well, it just so happened that the one dude that they went out to hire was charged with DUI a day before or convicted, pardon me, a day before and charged back in February. So Tony La Russa was hit with a DUI in February and convicted a day before he was hired by the White Sox. Wow. Yeah, they say they knew about it. Yeah, absolutely. They know. Yeah. I mean, he was convicted. So yeah. this thing lasted on February 24th through the day of the hire. And I think that's his second one. He had one before. Wow. Yes, you're, you are right. Yeah. Seven pleaded guilty to misdemeanor DUI in Jupiter, Florida. Look, I, I think that there, you know, we, we always ask to apply nuance. And I think that's what's lost clearly in, in a social media world. So let me I'll throw this out and you can take it wherever you want, guys. But. I think that just because we've become from an over litigious to an over cancel 
society slash culture. It doesn't mean that certain people doing certain things shouldn't have the ire of the public on them. Meaning if you say something that's not offensive, that's not hurtful. And it, you know, it's like the golden girls having an episode where somebody is tan and people mistaking that for blackface and trying to can and people are, everybody's coming out like, Whoa, 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 Let, let's just slow down a little bit and, you know, apply nuance here. I think there's a difference between somebody like Larusa, who it, for the second time is found guilty for DUI and the White Sox just shrugged it off like it's nothing. Right. This is not a misinterpretation of somebody who said something that's not offensive, that's not bigoted, that's not hurtful and mm-hmm. trying to cancel them. I think this is pretty cut and clear that this guy is, you know, he's pretty irresponsible to say the least. Yeah, he's he's a drunk, so yeah, he likes his booze, and you know, right. but uh, he's also won some World Series. Right. You know what I mean? That, that's the thing, though, is at what what point are we drawing that line here? You know, th- this guy comes back with with what track record recently, and on top of that, you know, if convicted, he could be in jail. It, how's that going to work? I could pretty much guarantee you that he, if he didn't have the resume that he had, that they, they wouldn't, they would not have hired him. Knowing this, it's the same with AB. Yeah, same with AB. Right. Last night they said it. If he gets, if he gets uh, convicted of any of those charges, Tampa Bay said they're cutting him immediately. Mm-hmm. Do you think he that's knows the case here, though? I mean, yeah, okay, you raised a good point, Barrett. If he's convicted of those charges, Tampa Bay moves on. La Russa was convicted the day before the announcement came down of his hire. <laughs> That's juice. He's got juice. Juice. It is pretty amazing, though. I mean, yeah. you think about the the guys. He's old, too. I mean. Six, is it? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, he's also, he's leading this team, and he has DUI. What if a player did that? I'm you sure know, that's what I'm thinking. Would, would I'm sure like to, and you guys both raised this point, which I agree on, which is look, I mean, the guy's resume, and I know he comes off a World Series win nine years ago, mm-hmm. but he definitely is there because of his his resume. But does this now set a precedent for other people? Like if you're a player and you get nailed for DUI, are you what what happens to you? Well, if you're I, a player on the White Sox, I mean, I think the the organization has already kind of said what happens to you if you're good. Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> you know you're what right. I mean. You're right. What is that's, this? That's been, that's been a status quo in the leagues, all these leagues. Yeah, even in college. I I don't understand. How are you 76 years old? Why is he still driving out there? Thank you. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. We have Uber. Has he? Doesn't he have an? Uh, maybe he doesn't have a self a smartphone. So he can't use the oh. Uber app. Well, look, <laughs> you still have cabs, especially in Jupiter, Florida. I know because my dad lives down in Jupiter, Florida. Yeah. So you can get a taxi. In my mind's eye, I, st- I live in Jupiter, Florida, too. Good. In my, in my, in my fantasies. You can come down and to... hang at the house. They just yes. cool in, all right? I'm, I'm at the Uber tomorrow. I mean, tonight. <laughs> can I? I'm at the Uber tonight, yeah. A long now, Uber. Now, right. are you bringing your clubs, Barrett? Yes. Okay. You have to. You can't yeah. rent clubs at my club. I I don't know. I just want to make sure Barrett knows what's going on. Oh, I'm all in. I'm invested. I'm 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 going to play. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I'm going to play to the best of my ability. I'm going to play. I'm going to play hard. I'm not just going to go in BSing. I I play to win. Now, I just can't film and and stream this stuff live or what? 
Are we going to stream it to the site? See, Aton wants everything on video. It's unbelievable. <laughs> well, you like, know, it means I have to dress like a golfer today, huh? Here's what we can do, though, is, is we can film stuff and then have it cut up and then run these videos back tomorrow for people to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, maybe Barrett hits a hole in one. You know the rule, right? If you hit a hole in one, you have to play the 18 in order for it to count. That's well, we might not get 18 in. No. So don't hit a hole in one. Right. All right. Well, you know, I was uh, I was working on my table yesterday I, I, and um it got dark around like 4:35 o'clock. Yeah, like 4:48 I think it's sunset. And I was working outside so I had, you know, a lot of sanding and stuff like that. And um I mean, I, I could barely see. So I was like, you know, let me put this up. My table's going fine, by the way. Also, guys, I'm just letting you know. And I've been yeah, recording, video recording, everything. Yeah. Send us another picture. All right, we're going to break in a minute, hit fake news with Ron. But, Harry, give us your top three guys outside of Bryson. Outside of Bryson. Give us three guys that you have your eyes on to look at already for the Masters. Well, you know, I could name any of 15 guys. You know, Dustin Johnson had a great weekend in Houston. So did Brooks Kepka. So both of those guys come in. Uh, with a little momentum and both had been either had COVID or had been injured and not playing, you know, not playing or not playing well. So you you would not be foolish to pick either one of those guys, but I'm going with Xander Shawfley. Okay. Uh, Patrick Reed, who everybody hates, but this guy can flat out play. He's already won there. He's short games and incredible. And I'll go with Justin Thomas. Those will be my three. Justin right. Thomas. Yeah. I love the Xander play. All yeah, right. three big names here, right? For all those John Shelton and others patiently awaiting Harry's plays, we got it for you. And on a Tuesday, yeah, on top of that, we'll hit fake news with Ron Culver coming up next. You're listening to The Middle. You're watching The Middle, phillyvoice.com slash The Middle and Sports Map Radio. The, the, the Middle. The Middle. To tell you the truth, my thing is I like Shirley Temple. So if it doesn't sound right, I'm a chicken and pizza and I'm going to get <laughs> hey, uh, Hey, you know, let me get a uh, Shirley Temple. So now I say, all right, I got, I got to be manly about it. Uh, give me one of them dirty Shirleys. Now, that what's in a dirty Shirley? Oh, vodka. a dirty Shirley has booze in it. So now I feel a little bit tougher because mm-hmm. I like to taste the cherry. I tell you, I had a ginger and vodka the other day, and it was by accident because there was a that's drink that's being made that has ginger ale, grape juice, and vodka. That's a transfusion. Yes, transfusion. Thank yeah. you, Harry. I knew you would know He's what it well is. He's well-versed in all these yeah. drinks. Anything with vodka in it, Harry will know the name of the drink. You play golf at a club, you're drinking transfusions at 8 in the morning. And that's yeah. exactly where I had it, at, at the yeah. club. It was really good. Refreshing. You know, it's good for in the morning when you're out there swinging. You got you need, you need a little lube to get you know loosened up when you have to swing lube. Yeah, yeah. The middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Hey Barrett, Play Action you Reel know? says it's really difficult to hit a golf ball with a fishing pole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what what happens I'm, if Barrett I'm brings the leave. fishing pole, Aton? I'm, I'm not going to bring it. I, I, I took it out the bag. I took it out the bag last night. I did. I took it out last night. I said, these guys will not drive me. I'm going to go ahead and leave it at home. <laughs> I got it, too. And I took it out. I was like, I know they're going to be looking for it and everything. Let me put this out. You know, yeah. Look, look, look at Do you even swing, bro? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I swing. Yeah. <laughs> I try. I may not get the full motion. Like, I'm not bringing it all the way back because I lose it when I'm way back here. Yeah. I lose my swing. So right. I bring it like halfway. 
I generate a little, you know, a little pressure to the ball when I do it that good, way also. Good, good. Now, what is this? Brett Favre with a hot take that the Eagles should have kept Foles. Is that for real? Yeah. And the another show during this time has dedicated their entire program to that. So, oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I just oh my. Oh my. Are you serious? And M in Tennessee off the board. There's no way. No, it's just, it's more nonsense. He must have said that on that NFL um, radio show that he does once a week. God, serious? Yeah. Yeah. That's probably where it came from. You're right. We might have that audio. Stop with the Jeff Van Gundy for the 1,000. Could be. Let me check. Well, I mean, it's on Twitter. Uh, it's the NBA for the last 15 years. The guy's you look got at it, it's on Twitter. Oh. If he comes back after what, it's, what has it been, 20 years uh, to coach, I'll keel over. I mean, he's been offered every job in America. He's been he's been offered the White House, and he turned that down, too. Who's he talking about there? Uh, I think, I don't know. Jeff Van Gundy. You're listening to The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, fake news with Ron Culver. He's got three stories. One of them is real. The other, not so much. Barrett, Harry, myself, it's our job to determine which one is fake. Take it away, sir. All right, you guys feeling good today? Absolutely. Absolutely. Barrett's going to go play golf, so he's, you know, not a bad day at all. All right, are we ready? Yes. A helicopter carrying a donor heart crashes on a rooftop of the hospital. Firefighters find the heart and hand it off to the doctor only to have him trip and fumble the bag the heart was in. The doctor fumbled the bag. Wait, wait a second. Is, is that it? <laughs> like the doctor? Right. The yeah, doctor. He dropped somebody's heart. A helicopter bringing a donor's heart crashes on the rooftop of a hospital. Firefighters mm-hmm. came to the rescue. They found the missing heart. They handed it off to the doctor. And as the doctor was bringing it inside, to be placed into said chest, he tripped and fall and fumbled the bag. The oh, heart. man. So what happened to the heart? The, fortunately, the heart was unharmed. Okay. <laughs> but the person who gets it will probably be a klutz for the rest of his life. Wow. Or her life. All right. Yeah. I mean, um, would you, it, like, here's the thing. Would that impact your seeing that doctor if you knew that that doctor was the doctor that fumbled the heart? Probably got a great record, right? Like a really good record. Yeah. But oh no, that that's the, that's the you know the butt fumble. Yeah, yeah, right. It's right? the butt fumble. Yeah, that's brilliant. Or, or or it's Daniel Jones running for the end zone, where the turf monster got grabbed him. Remember yeah. against the Eagles? That was amazing. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Would you really want that guy cracking your chest and, uh, you know, putting a heart transplant in? He might leave you? something in there. Yeah, exactly. Old Butterfingers McGee. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> wow. Like Nick. All right. So that's story one. Story number two. A hundred-year-old message carried by carrier pigeon turns up in a field in France. And according to some historians who analyzed it, had that message been delivered, possibly could have ended World War I before the U.S. got involved. 
Hmm. Boy, this sounds, is a great story. This sounds like a movie. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. It sounds with, with Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Liam Neeson, Harrison Ford, and who was the other? Kevin one? Costner. Kevin yeah. Costner. <laughs> but Kevin Costner won't do it. A British accent. Just remember that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't think he can. Everyone else in the movie around him is uh, doing a British accent, even Christian Slater, but he won't. Isn't that amazing? Right. I mean, it was like Robin Hood, by the way, if you guys. Are yes, yes, along. yes. Robin Hood. Just right. like Sean Connery on the hunt for Red October was in a submarine while everybody was speaking Russian and he was speaking with a thick Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> love, love Sean. Come on. Oh, he, was the, he was great. He's gone, man. Too soon, man. It's too soon, man. Too soon. Okay. I'm just, just saying though, just saying. Too right, soon, that, man. That's too story soon. two. So any, any more questions on story two before we move on? No, no. Okay. Story number three, a Viagra like chemical leaked into a Kazakh village water supply leaving the entire village hyper randy and hallucinating so what oh so what was this like um it was some chemical that is like makes you trip yeah but it's like well i guess one of the components in uh aphrodisiac man yeah there you go hmm. oh so this Somebody... is like, right it was leaking into the town water supply so it wasn't just affecting the men it was women and children as well they all were suffering from hallucinations and excitement if you will hmm. now what are we talking about the obvious jump where you, you find viagra in the water and now everybody's going crazy at night well no. that's all day night all that go drink a water you ready to rock and roll <laughs> yeah seriously i mean <laughs> work productivity must have stalled for like a week people are running around with priapisms <laughs> come on george put that away yeah an erection lasting longer than four hours yeah they insult a physician seriously you couldn't get in there at all the doctor's booked for uh, a week everybody's banging the door down but he's probably trying to get treatment himself that's true didn't even realize it right oh man all right i'm going to say that that last story sounded so crazy that it's got to be true. Uh, he went. He went into more detail. I kind of started to last buy one. it. The last one, and I'm going to say that the, the fumbling heart. The first story is the fake news. Why? Like, well, I believe the second one, the, okay. the carrier pigeon thing in France, for some reason, I think is is so crazy and sounds like a movie. I think it could be true. I'm I'm going I'm going the exact opposite. I'm going with that man. I mean, You're going with story two is the fake news. Yeah, I mean All that right. could that could have stopped the war. Mm -hmm. A pigeon. <laughs> well, a message that the pigeon had. Yeah, 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 yeah. right out of Game of Thrones. You know? Yeah, right, right. Everywhere. The Raven. Exactly. Right, the Raven. That's right. There like was a three-eyed three Raven, Mo. In France, right, a three-eyed Raven could have stopped the war. I think that's that's the main takeaway from this thing, right? Mm -hmm. Boy, that that's tough. I think Harry, whew, you raise an interesting point about the depth that Ron went in. That's a subtle takeaway, right there. Yeah. You know, I, I think I, you guys may be overthinking it, man. We're talking about stopping a war. Yeah, but uh, I mean, France is full of crazy, wacky stuff. Exactly. <laughs> 
that's part of it too, which is it, it's a really good smoke screen because France is just it's full of it. Multiple things could be it. Maybe it's the, the fact that I want that to be true, so somebody does make a movie out of it, so I can go see it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I'm gonna. I think Harry. Uh, I I'm gonna agree with Harry on this one. Say story one is fake. Barrett says story two is fake. Ron, what's the fake one? Story number two. Look at oh. Barrett. Boom. Yep. Time to flex, Barrett. No question. I mean, come on, think about that, man. A whole war could have been just just not there because of carrier pigeon. I mean, I at least sent two or three. <laughs> You know, to make well, sure he got it. There. Right. One, one is what bro, that's that's what raised the antenna for Barrett was like, come on, right. you don't want to send one bird. Yeah, did you notice he didn't share that information? He kept nope. that one close to the vest. Like, <laughs> I'm going to head be right because here's how I'm going to rationalize. I wouldn't have sent one bird. I would have sent like four or five. Well, that's what I mean, man. This is right, like, right. And, and Ron, like Blackjack, the three of us are sitting at a table trying to beat the dealer. Who is Ron Culver, Barrett? You got to help us out with stuff like this. All right, next time I will. Next time I will. I, I just wanted to keep you guys from. Uh, I needed one more victory today because I know this golf game I'm going to have uh, this uh, afternoon. Well, it's going to playing a, through a lot. Harry, you can explain this. We're playing a modified scramble, so you know you're, you're not going to be. And look, you're going to see me hit a couple of bad shots pretty much every hole. So don't don't think you're the only one. Um. Yeah. Me too. Um. Where was story one? I need more detail since that's true. Oh, that's story a good call. One, yeah. The hospital? Yeah. Yeah. Give me a second here. I will bring it up. And story three, that one, neither one, none of us, I should say, thought that was going to be the fake one. And the I think Kaz I thought you guys would have uh, second guessed when I was talking about Kazakh. No, because I, I think Harry's right where you well, had. That is true. The Kazakh village did suffer from uh, Viagra like substance. Yeah, and your tone on it was really happy and like you know it was a fun mm -hmm. story. Yeah, well, I'll take I, I'll take three I'll, I'll take three uh three quarts of that water or three cases, three tons. Have a good time. <laughs> 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 back to college. Oh my goodness! All right, we'll chat with John McMullen coming up next. It's the middle phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio as well. Man, that story's wild. Right, Agra story. That's crazy. crazy. Something like that, right? Doesn't even get in. Well, I wonder what the symptoms are for a woman that does that. Mm, that's a good one. Um. So, how about that reveal at the end, huh? What's that? Where? So it's it's wild, like. And I've, I've mentioned this, too, where even last time we talked about The Undoing, I was saying how episode two, it just seemed like the, the police were going out of their way to be dicks to her. Right. Mm -hmm. going yeah. out of their, especially the, the main detective where it just it did not seem lined up with how a lot of these TV detectives and, and police shows are. Yeah, and, he really thinks she did it. Well, well, did you you saw this week, right? Mm hmm. Because they have her on that tape. Yeah, the video. Right. Walking across the street around the exactly. same time. Right. She didn't know she was there. 
Right. So this is what I love about the show is that now for two straight episodes, it's forced me to go back and watch and see where that moment was in the first episode where she was walking and kind of get it in context, just like with the baby that, you know, it was her. It, it You know, it took a little bit to get going this episode. Yeah. It was a little slow. Yeah. I mean, they, they didn't need to overdo the they didn't need to overdo both her going to see and the kid. Cooper. Exactly. Yeah. Like that could yeah. have been either you know, one thing. Um, but that was great. Like just how that whole thing plays out where she sees the, the husband and then from that is thinks, OK, let me go to the police, talk to the police about the husband and basically puts herself into being a suspect. Right. Exactly. And, uh, you know, and also I kind of got a sense that uh, Sullivan, her, her pops, knows something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Knows more. Absolutely. What he's saying. Absolutely. Yeah. He seems like a real kind of evil, manipulative dude. Right. With a lot of money. Like that, That's like an issue because, you know, it said the husband spent all the money mm-hmm. and she's like, no, we'll be fine. But. She did spend all the money. I mean, he did spend all the money. You know, she's like, you know, he's not hinting to doing anything, but she's like, all right, we'll be fine. But he's not biting right now. Right. Right. So that whole thing about the money, the $500,000, like, I I still don't know where, where this all is. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, so real quick, we're we're back, but I'm going to ask a question real quick about this, and then we'll chat with John. Welcome to the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. So we'll be joined by John McMullen, our NFL insider, coming up in a minute or two. I am just curious, wanted to carry this conversation over real quick on the on the from the stream on the show. And yes, we do have to pick a bone with one John McMullen about this very program in the undoing. We talked about it. We tell you to keep us up phillyvoice.com slash the middle during the break. So you can watch and interact and hear everything that is going on with the show. So we're not going to backtrack on the undoing. We're kind of at that ending point of the conversation. What happens next? I, I don't know really what they've done is you've now, you now have two people that are fighting for their innocence in both Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman, they already hinted when her friend called her on the phone saying, you need to get your own lawyer. They've mm-hmm. already foreshadowed that Hugh Grant or the police are going to try and leverage her. We still don't have any major pandemic or anything like no. that happened. We're halfway through this show. I think all three of us really like this show, but w- what's next right now? Like, what's the next thing to happen in this show? I need more uh, Mildred flashbacks is what I need. You, you, got a very <laughs> quick, you got a very quick but open sex scene between her and Hugh Grant. Hmm. You got two flashes of her naked. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm trying I'm trying to really think where this, the lawyer, the lawyer has something to do with it. She, she, she knows does. more than what, she, than what she's saying also. 
Like, why wouldn't she represent her friend? You know, why wouldn't she do that? I don't know. That that's a good question. He's stuck with that public defender. Yeah. Who looks like uh, an extra from Breaking Bad or something. I mean, <laughs> he's like a, a random looking dude. But out all right, outside, I mean, I, I don't know. They they hit you with two straight twists, two straight weeks. First, Matilda's baby is Hugh Grant. Second, Nicole Kidman is now a suspect. And she went and got a power lawyer, though. Right. Well, that's another thing, too, is that for him as well not just for her remember right she got the lawyer for him so where, where i like just look at it you both just saw the episode i saw it last or sunday night technically where are we right now that what's the next thing you're looking for the water's mucked right now yes the muck in the water I mean, yeah i said are, i said mildred i meant matilda matilda right yeah 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 mildred <laughs> that would be it uh, so apparently Brett Favre said this on first take today. Okay, well. I, I, you talk about contrived drama, that show? Yes. Yeah. You've got nine producers working on it, and people ask, well, what hasn't been talked about in mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks? What can we repurpose or recycle? Now, let's right. bring up John McMullen, our NFL insider, at JF McMullen. You can follow him on Twitter. You can read him on Philly Voice which is what we did earlier this week. And Harry brought to our attention that you referenced Matilda in your column. Yet, unfortunately, there was no reference to the middle for putting you on, for putting you on to this program. And and that's the problem. Uh, okay, let me think about this. I don't even remember the reference. So number one. I write too much. <laughs> Number two, normally I give you guys credit, so I'm going to question that. No, no, I'll find it. As usual, I got to do my research. Wait, wait, wait a second. What, what <laughs> research? How many other people have been talking to you in your day to day about the undoing outside the three of us? No, well, that's that's true, but the undoing is the is the part I'm questioning. Which column was this in? Because uh, I have not watched the undoing to date. Other than a certain scene that Harry sent me towards. Right. I'm too busy transcribing Ken Flajol and and Justin Peel. I gotta wait. I gotta catch up on my Netflix, my HBO Max, my Amazon Prime. That's all season stuff. All right, here it is. It's it was the Howie Roseman Eagles really had no choice but to sit out the trade deadline column. Oh, you say, oh, yeah, I probably forgot. Yeah, none of what was exactly sexy, blah, blah, blah. Will Fuller potentially heading from Houston to Green Bay. Even that's not exactly Matilda DeAngelis in the undoing to anyone uh, other than Aaron Rodgers. You're right. All right. I'm going to take that. I should have gave you, Harry. I should have gave you credit. <laughs> Wait a second. That's cool with me. Yeah, that's cool with me. Barrett, don't give in to McMullen. You, you feed the pigeons once, they'll be on you every single day. All right? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, bro, you, you're, you're married, bro. You got to think you're married, bro. Harry controls the situation. You don't. Yeah, I'm married. I, I don't care. But I, I, <laughs> I'm just asking. I don't even re- remember, that's so long ago. I don't even remember. I'm on to the next thing. I, I get it. Paid. 
Look, all all I was asking is if you could send our fellow editor, Evan Macy, an update and say, just put in parentheses, thanks to the middle, with a link to the middle for putting me on to this program. But now I'm cautious of doing that because I think it'll just end up as thanks to Harry Mays. Right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> well, this, this is the problem right here, man. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I should know. I should, I, I should know in advance if Aton is heading down this type of road, he wants some kind of credit. I should know that. Is this the first band. time we've had a conversation, John? I mean, <laughs> you don't know that about me already? I'm as petty as it gets. <laughs> well, how about this, John? Let me give you this, John. You have people like, you have the McMullen Mafia. You know, and then they turn around and say, look, man, you, your wife must be in your craft room right now. That's why you can't come up on, uh, on the live stream. <laughs> They're on you, bro. You have your own following, a cult following already. <laughs> Did we lose John? Well, he's outside of the, um, I'm the telling you, man. I think the, John... com the communication with McMullen, whether it's on phone or on the stream, is just <laughs> it's so spotty. I'm starting to get it. Correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, but I'm starting to get the feeling that John McMullen doesn't really want to do these hits. I, I agree. <laughs> Would you want to do it with us? No, to be fair, that, that might be the best question you'll hear asked on this show ever, Barrett. Mm -hmm. and, and you're right to hold us all accountable. Oh, my goodness. But, you know, he's thinking to himself, look, I'm doing hits on Sirius. I'm doing hits around Philadelphia. I'm doing hits different parts. He's also doing hits on the network. People bring him on on this now. And now he's stuck getting mm -hmm. grilled about not crediting us for some small little quip and an article, and he's probably like, I don't have time for this. I don't need this crap. Especially he didn't talk anything Eagles. He didn't talk anything sports, period. We talked about the undoing more so than anything else. He's well, like, that was the biggest thing on the plate right now. I mean, look, you know, don't don't misquote. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Ron, you, you got to come on and, and tell us this live because this this is this is too. Harry right, is well, going to eat this up right some, now for somehow, some way. His phone got disconnected. I'm not sure. It sounded like it, it was definitely on his end, not ours. And now I'm just getting a busy signal. No, <laughs> I feel like I feel like the middle just got ghosted well, by two twice earlier. Right. <laughs> Look, this stuff wasn't happening before Barrett Brooks and Harry Mace joined this time slot. All right, I'm just telling you, we changed the show. We changed. The we're ghosts, and you know the. Are you are you throwing them under the bus? Absolutely, absolutely. Oh my God. Man, Barrett, Harry, shots fired. He, it's everyone's fault. Shots fired. Oh, wow. here we go. John, now you guys snubbed me. No, call back. Oh, you want to try it again? Wait a second. He thought we hung up on him. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, this this has been an absolute nightmare here. Absolute nightmare. I mean, we I've seen series run by the Giants and Eagles offenses mm -hmm. that look better than what we're doing today. All right, we owe even, people an apology. Even the Jets with Sam Darnold. Well, no. With you, Joe Flacco, yes. Well, wait till you guys see my golf game. You really you really have something to bitch about. <laughs> All right, You're I, really I gonna have something to bitch about in a minute. You're probably. I'm you. I'm, okay, I'm gonna put it out here right, right now. You know, here, Aton, you gotta do me a favor. Let John know. I keep trying to call him. I'm still getting a busy signal. Okay. I, I thought this was a cell phone too. How do you have a busy signal with a cell phone? It's a good I, question. Did he pay? His <laughs> I, maybe that's it. 
that's something where I think, you, you know, you don't pay your bill. They don't even give you, they don't even afford you the luxury of, you know, this phone number is disconnected or this phone number is no longer in use. If you're delinquent, they just mm-hmm. hit you with a busy signal. That's it. Like that's the bottom end of it. So I don't know. I mean, I, I doubt McMullen just forgot to pay the bill here, but we'll see. Well, let me I, tell, tell you this though. My phone bill was grandfathered in from a long time ago. And I just looked over it like last week, man, I'm paying like a hundred dollars more than I should have been paying for these. You know, these plans they have now are just great. Oh, like my internet, I had like 15 gigabytes. Yep. Now I got like, I got like 50 gigabytes, you know, for, for five bucks less. I'm like, what was I doing for all these years? They owe me some money, bro. Cause I'm telling you, my, my, my bills cut right in half and I got more service. Hmm. I'm a hot. I'm hot. Man. I don't I'm even know hot. what the bill is. Well, are you uh, you know, look, if somebody's paying it for you, then just keep your head down. And yeah, I just keep my it. head down. I'm not even going to ask. Don't use all your data. Don't, don't that. Remember, <laughs> do you remember the biggest scam out there was there was a company before they became AT&T or merged with AT&T. There was a company called Singular. Mm-hmm. And Singular basically yeah. ruined yeah, it. Yeah, because the phone companies knew that you could have unlimited limits. Like, mm-hmm. They knew that. But what they didn't, they knew we didn't know that. Right. So they came out and they charged you per text. They charged you all this stuff. And then Singular came out and said, well, you can roll your minutes over. Mm-hmm. Remember that. You get 800 minutes, you can roll them over. And then it just started this, well, let me top you, let me top right. you. And Competition. Exactly. A pipe yeah. war that ended with unlimited minutes. Because they knew they could do that. All right, now we have John McMullen back, conveniently now towards the end of this time slot here. And uh, I think it's come to our uh, conclusion, a, a general conclusion, that be it on the phone or the stream, you, you're just really not into these hits. I, I think you, I, I'm assuming you snubbed me because of the pettiness. No, All of a sudden, I, everything went <laughs> Because I'm petty and I happen to drive the show. I don't make decisions like that. Like, I can't just cut oh, you, you off. The show. I think that was your decision. No. I think there's the evidence. I can't, John, I don't even have the I ability. I Pennsylvania Supreme Court to listen to that. Out every <laughs> phone call, John, all right? Every minute on the call. Unbelievable. There is compelling evidence that Aton snubbed me. Wait a second. I think you're right. I don't have any ability to take a call, to cut a call off. If anything, it would be Ron Culver and the gremlin yeah, of the machine. It's probably, it's probably Ron with some uh, old fake news angst. Uh, he's against me as well. Yeah, but see, you're the one that has the contact with Ron, Aton. Like, I don't even know how to – I couldn't get in touch with Ron if I wanted to. Fair enough. We need you, to get a group chat going. That's what yeah. we Hey, John, r- real we, quick. We need to get a Slack channel to fix this. Oh, well, be careful what you say on those because those leak and those can go public. Hey, r- real quick, Barrett's head's going to explode if we have you on and he can't get an Eagles question or point in. So before we get out of here, Barrett, it's all yours, my friend. Anything you want, Eagles, O line. We got to get a football question in for John at some point. With Carson, you can up. Exactly. With Carson having this little break, you know, able to decompress, going out hunting, whatever he does, do you think he comes back a new man? You know, and how do you think he's going to come back? He's going back better player, status quo, or, you know, just a, 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 an offense that he's just going to maintain offense. What, what do you think? 
I, I think he's coming back status quo, Barrett. I, I think, you know, Carson tells us this all the time and nobody listens. He, 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 he's an aggressive player. He, he, that's part of his DNA as a player. He's going to be aggressive. He's going to push things. He said that to me basically 10 minutes after the Cowboys game ended. That's just his mentality. We talked to Press Taylor today uh, about towing that fine line. Uh, and even he said, we're not taking the stinger away from the quarterback. So they don't want to coach that aggressiveness out of them. I think it comes down as the supporting cast improves, he improves. And if you get Isaac Sayamalo back at left guard, if you get Lane Johnson back at right tackle, all of a sudden you can put Herbig at right guard, you have JP back at left tackle, and obviously Jason Kelsey. If you can calm down, calm down those offensive line issues in the second half of the season, he'll play better. But he's going to be the same guy. All right, John, we appreciate it. We'll chat on Thursday and have a much more detailed football, pro uh, we promise, conversation. All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. You got it, John. That's John McMullen at JF McMullen. We wrap the hour next. You're listening. You're watching. It's the middle, phillyvoice.com slash the middle and of course on sports map radio the, 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 middle. the middle you want to talk about a guy who's been taken care of now he's not making sam bradford money sam bradford's like a walking hedge fund i look up to him he was the last first rounder to get that ridiculous money before they put a cap on it yeah and he made every single penny of every contract that he signed i know we're tearing statues down around the country they should build one to sam bradford <laughs> the middle with aton shander barrett brooks and harry mays weekdays from 11 a.m to 1 p.m eastern the philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. The, 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 middle. the middle. Hey, don't worry about it. Cam Newton says there's no reason to panic. I'm not even panicking. Like, I've skipped panic. I've just given up. How are we supposed to take this team seriously? There's just no sizzle to Cam Newton with hoodie. Belichick has become really a non-factor in my life. You know, he used to be <laughs> the thorn in my back. Mm -hmm. You know, because uh, you know, I should have two Super Bowls right now, and he stole one of them by cheating. The Middle with Aton Sander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. All right, minute back here. Now, Tone was saying that he couldn't hear John. Is that true? Because I heard him. Yeah, I, I don't what know why. Yeah, 91 Sixers. Do we really want to do this? 
<laughs> Rob Ellis yeah. years ago when he's working with me. Where did we, that come from? We brought on, there was a wife carrying contest oh, yeah. in some con- like in Iceland or something. How heavy is your wife? Did yeah. You- yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, what does your wife weigh? Yeah, that came out of that. Yeah. And we, we, Andrew got the guy on the phone, the guy that won it. And he's on hold. And Andrew goes, yeah, I got the guy. You know, you guys ready to go? And Robbie looked at me and he goes, do we really want to do this? And that was on the air. And you know why he said it? Because he's got the program director on his left shoulder in his in his mind saying, get it back to the Eagles. Right. Yeah. Why are we doing this? I mean, <laughs> what are we doing? You're listening to The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, we've got a minute or so. No overtime today. We're back tomorrow. Everything going on. You have any final thoughts? Anything we missed? Anything we should have got? Any, Any of you? Anybody? Uh, we forgot. Uh, we left out Je- Jim Schwartz crediting Alex Trebek for helping him be a better uh, football coach. Okay. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Come on, Harry. And George Stephanopoulos <laughs> apparently wants to be the next Alex Trebek. Uh, I, I don't think. No, I, I think he's too partisan. Yeah. Yeah. You need somebody. It's tough. I don't. I don't think you can replace Trebek. Mm-hmm. I really don't think I, you. You know, you need a game show host, but you also need somebody. I mean, remember, he did three at a time at one point, mm-hmm. and shifted to Jeopardy because he was such a good fit. Over under on transfusion says the Penguin AZ. He, he asked, "What's the <laughs> over under?" Three and a half. Three and a half. What are you taking? Berserker Swordsman is hammering the over. Let's get out. <laughs> All right. We'll see you over there. You can get there as early as you want. All right. Later. Just text me. See you guys. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.